Hello, and welcome to the Motivate Change podcast, inspiring heart disease survivors to live a longer, healthier life. I'm your host, Devin Brzezinski, a fellow heart disease survivor and occupational therapy student here to help you navigate a world of uncertainty after a cardiac event. So when we think about improving our overall health and well-being, especially after this large event has occurred, there are things that we've talked about that are in our control, right? Getting better sleep, healthy eating, increasing your physical activity, your peer support, and mental health. And today I am really excited to talk to Clarissa Burt because this topic really falls into our mental health, our overall self-esteem, and how we can make um, better life choices, either for better or worse. So Clarissa, she is an international and award-winning author of The Self-Esteem Regime, a book and manual that gives step-by-step instructions to live a more confident life. And she provides a lot of affirmations and exercises to really empower resilience and confidence. And I think that this is not only an extremely important topic in general, but I think that you guys as, as people who have experienced a traumatic event could really take a lot away from our conversation today. So welcome, Clarissa. Thanks so much, Devin. It's really great to be here. It's so funny, you know, because when we talk about self-esteem, we're always thinking about, ah, never compare yourself to anyone else. And, you know, all the different kinds of things that we've heard along the way about self-esteem. And as I was starting to write the book and really take a deeper dive into what self-esteem is all about, I found out just how broad it is and how deep it goes. Mm. And, you know, so yes, we can talk to teenage girls and teenage boys and uh, a quick side uh, bar when, when, when we first had the cover come through from the publisher um, in uh, New York city, it was three iterations of blue. You'll see the book is three, uh, sorry, it was three iterations of um, feminine colors. So it was pink, yellow, and orange. And it was fabulous. It was really could jump off the shelves and you could see it really well. But the only uh, thing that I asked is that they would change the colors of the cover to be three iterations of blue so that men would be comfortable picking it up. And I will tell you that it was a spot on decision because as I'm you know traveling the country and I just dropped the book in Italy as well, half of the room that I speak to invariably is male. So I just want to make sure that we always, you know, that we understand first off that self-esteem doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. It's all of us. It's with us pretty much for a lifetime, it, you know, or the lack of happy, healthy self-esteem. Um, and that's what the goal is. The goal is to have happy, healthy self-esteem, no matter what uh, we're going through, no matter what we need to overcome and no matter how life is triggering us on, on any, on any given moment. Or mm-hmm. at any given moment. No, I completely agree and can relate to that. I mean, just talking about self-esteem, can you give a, a broad definition? Because I assume that your your interpretation of it has changed throughout writing this book. So I mean, it's how we perceive ourselves. It's also how we uh, our awareness, the self-awareness, you know, how aware are we of who we are, how we are, how are we growing? Are we continuing to grow? Are we getting stuck? Are we, you know, stuck in negative self-talk? I call them, the, you know, the daily demons. They come mm-hmm. off. So you have to really take a, a, a step back and listen to what you're telling yourself and therefore your subconscious, right? So your subconscious is something that, you know, will take everything that you tell it literally, 
And so you must be very, very careful about what you're saying. It's also how you will and will not allow yourself to be treated. Boundaries, mm. hear about them. We talk about them and people find them very, very difficult to set up. We teach people every day how we will and will not be treated. It comes from us. Mm-hmm. So if there is a, an incident uh, and somebody says something or does something that we're uncomfortable with, it's up to us to say, hey, listen, <clears throat> can I talk to you for a sec? It doesn't have to be angry. It doesn't have to be you know, over, yelling, screaming over the top or coming from a, you know, a rotten, nasty place. It needs to be coming from, please let me <clears throat> speak to you for a moment. What you just did, what you just said, um, you know, hurt my feelings. And if you also add, and this is why a lot of people don't do it on purpose. A lot of people will say something, not knowing that it may hurt you or, you know, whatever. So it's up to us just to, you know, gently and easily say, listen, do you mind, you know, not saying that again or not doing that again, because this is how it's making me feel. If someone says, oh man, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Yes, sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Happy to not do that or say that again then you've got a real winner, you know, on your hands, somebody you really want in your, in your, in your, on your team. Right. Yeah. Continues to not listen and not validate. That's where you have to make a decision. And sometimes the decisions that we will make along the lines, along the way, when we are advocating for ourselves and our own self-worth, our own self-esteem will be difficult because we may have to cut some people out of our lives or at least move them down you know, down the row a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. not going to be a part of the inner circle anymore. So that's something we want to be really, really mindful of. We talk about, you hear about emotional intelligence and that's when, you know, we have to really, again, stop, think and understand who we are emotionally and where we are now, and where we need to be. Right. And so as we're talking about people that are um, having health challenges, we also there we have to say, hey, listen, this is something that has happened to me. It is not what defines me. Mm-hmm. It's something that uh, I am learning from. I'm learning more about myself. I'm learning more about my strength, my personality, my resilience, my gratitude, the gratitude that I feel. You know, as I move through this experience, as I get bigger, better, bolder, and stronger, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever the the issue is, um, when you say you're a survivor, Devin, obviously you went through some pretty tough times. And I'm going to guess that your self-esteem somewhere along the line took a hit. Oh, Whether absolutely. It does, yeah. Just absolutely. It happens. And uh, and so therefore, again, being super mindful of where you are and Never is there a better time to to be working on self-help. And I call it self-help because that used to be the old terminology when I was going, you know, pre-computers and internet, I was going to all the bookstores and I would walk into the self-help section of these bookstores and it was a teeny weeny little section. There wasn't much to it at all. Today, huge. I'm sure. (laughs) The only bookstore that's left, which is Barnes and Noble, and I'm so so blessed that my book is right on the shelves in Barnes and Noble. You walk down those, you know, it's never-ending personal development, which leads us to believe 
that not only now we have the resources right at our fingertips, whether they be with a physical book, which I prefer, I don't like reading books online mm-hmm. or online or on YouTube or with cl- wherever you turn. Now there are resources that will help you with your personal growth and your personal development, whether you are physically challenged in the moment or not, I highly suggest that we are constantly, you know, in a state of evolution mm-hmm. and that we want to be bettering ourselves, not only for ourselves, but for those that we, you know, that we cohabitate with, that we work with for our friendships and, and for people that we don't even know. We just want to be a better person tomorrow, or at least I do a better person more than I am today. So um, I call it self-help. It is not shelf help, which means <laughs> if you get the book, read it. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't just put it on the shelf. <laughs> don't just put it on the shelf and do the work. And sometimes the work, especially my book is broken down more like a manual. It's not a read. Yes. It's a manual and it's broken into 12 different chapters. And each chapter will give like a first chapter is release. What do you need to unlearn? What's not serving you anymore? What are the mm-hmm. old paradigms? What do you need to shift out of? Boom. That in, in and of itself, if you do that chapter and the work in that, that's 85% of the game because what are you doing? You're becoming self-aware. Yes. What's going on? What do I need to work on? Next mm-hmm. chapter is rebuild. And then we've got res- responsibility, reinvent. There's all kinds of great information in the book. I'm going to say it's an easy read, but the work you will do may not always be that easy. Yes. And I was about to ask, like, if someone maybe is starting to become aware that they need to work on themselves and develop more self-esteem, like where, where do you start? Is that why you wrote the book to begin with? Well, I think one of the things, you know, that's really important is, you know, you either, you know, in certain situations and let's, let's come back to, um, to your audience, right? You mm-hmm. either give up, you give in, or you give it all you got. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are some, that's probably some of the, the, some of the most important advice I'll leave here today is give it all you got because, you know, because you owe it to yourself. And you yeah. know, it's the people that love you. And that's exactly where you are. There is absolutely nothing um, that I think that, you know, having said those three things, give up, give in, or give it all you got, give it all you got, right? So there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I wrote the book because I was really kind of, I was just tired of seeing or having a perception of someone and watching them, which was very positive, and watching them have a, a perception of themselves. It was the complete opposite, if not negative, right? And I always, there's so many people in my lifetime, I want from my mother to my grandmother to people I've worked with, to friendships, whatever. I just want to go up and shake them sometimes and say, don't you see how amazing you are? And I just wanted to be everybody's rah-rah session from like day one. I just, you know, I wanted to make sure that everybody was really seeing just how, because Because not many people in your lifetime, maybe mom, possibly dad, but very few people in your lifetime are going to be giving you the kind of uh, validation and affirmation that you may need on occasion or more than on occasion. And if you're not doing it for yourself, if you are not advocating for yourself, you know, it's going to kind of be difficult to come by in, in most cases. This is also why in the book we have uh, mirror, I, I've adopted mirror therapy, which I learned from Louise Hay um, and her works. And I also found it in the works of Jack Canfield, 
um, who co-wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul in that whole series. Mm -hmm. And I really felt as though it, listen, it is some of the most impactful. It is probably the most impactful exercise in the book. When you can stand in the mirror and not look at the mirror, not look at yourself, but look into the mirror and look into yourself. It is Mm. a whole different ball game. When you start saying, I love you, I forgive you, I cherish you, I adore you, I validate you, I forgive you. Like you could go down the list and boy, I'll tell you, bring a tissue sometimes because it's going to bring up some stuff and it may even look weird. It may feel weird, but damn, if it's not one of the most impactful, important and important exercises you will ever do. Yeah. That was one of my questions I had for you was what is mirror therapy exactly? Because I have that in occupational therapy and I perform that with patients who have had strokes, but I'm sure it looks completely different than what you're talking about. So mirror therapy from your perspective is looking yourself in the mirror and being able to be eye to eye with yourself and saying the things that, that scare you. Or the things that are real, the things that that are real. And and it depends on what that is. But what you want to do is, you know, it could be, hey, listen, you know, I don't know. I'm making it up as I go. Um, I know that you're going in to ask for that raise today. And I commend you for that because you know your worth. You know your value. You know you're a fabulous employee. And there is no way they can say no to the value you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Well, and you go in and ask. Do you know what I mean? So you start to, you start, you presuppose and you start to set it up subconsciously, right? Kind of like when you meditate and you imagine, you know, what you want to see in your life, uh, you know, you, you, when you set this kind of an intention and you set it with your voice, re-entering into your ears, looking into your own eyes, try it, just try it. Game changer. Game changer. For sure. It's like, it's almost like, um, giving yourself a pep talk in the mirror or, um, I've also, I I forget what the book is. I've, um, but it, there's a theory of high-fiving yourself and giving yourself a high five in the mirror too. And that is helping to reinforce these, um, motor neurons in your brain to then say, okay, this is who I am. I can do this and give you more of that confidence. Right. And, you know, I, I think it's just, it's, again, it's your own mini rah-rah session, which is, mm-hmm. again, but we all want to be seen, we all want to be heard, and we all want to be understood. I think that this is another thing. So if you're having some difficulties because, you know, you're going through some physical challenges and whatever else, a lot of people that are around you, please know that, yes, you're going through your things and they are what they are and you're doing the work that you need to be doing, whether, again, it's with my book or many others that are out there. Um, but you owe it to yourself to be doing work, your own personal, uh, you know, uh, mission, if let's call it that, but know that people that are around you may not necessarily how to now be relating to this new news, you know, to the, to Mm -hmm. what's happening to you. So again, you have to be mindful that, you know, they may step in it sometimes and say something that, you know, they don't know. So this whole new situation um, will also require a whole new mini learning curve, you know, yeah. the boundary piece by saying, Hey, listen, everybody, it's okay. I'm going to be fine. Here's what I need. Mm -hmm. Hold my hand. Love me lots. 
understand if I'm having a bad day, bring me a tissue if I'm if it, if I cry. Uh I you know, let people know how they can they how they can help you through the process. Um uh, because people many times it's it's all you know when we everyone uh you'll you, you'll see even at I don't want to use that um even at let's say uh, uh, weddings. Mhm is reacting in a different way. Some people are crying. Some people are in the corners, you know, couldn't care. I mean, everybody reacts to these things in different ways, right? So just, you know, be really mindful that other people really, and they'd love probably to have that instruction from you and feedback from you because you're helping them help you, which is just a win-win for both, for both parties. Yeah. I was actually talking to a patient today and he was expressing his concerns with going back to work and, you know, what other people might say to him. And he was like, people could be asking how I'm feeling. And what if I don't want to share my story at that point in time? And are they going to be judging me based off of like what I'm eating at lunch or like all of, all of the potentials. Right. And I said to him, I said, you know, I don't think that there's a one size fits all to this. It's really based on how you're feeling in the moment. And if you want to share your story, you can by all means, but you might feel overwhelmed at the same time and be like, whoa, I need to take a step back for a second and just take a few, a few deep breaths. Right or in. Yeah. And, and I think for the most part, people are not malicious. They're not, they're, they're curious and they're interested and they want to know that you're doing well. Um, but just trying to develop that that self-confidence to say like and advocate for yourself in moments where you know it might not be the thing that you want to talk about or it is and it just really depends that I like to say I kind of maybe fits here a little bit is no guilt no Mm -hmm. blame no guilt no blame no shame right so it is what it is at any given moment you know don't feel guilty about anything you're going through don't feel guilt you don't have to you're not here to entertain everyone else it's not what the deal is the deal is you know you really need to be focused on yourself and your health and your path back to to wellness so that's really you know a, a first off number two as i said before is making sure that you know if you do feel like sharing that you let everybody know mm-hmm. you know it could be in a group setting it could be one-on-one you know, what it is you need and how you're doing, you know, Hey, do you need me to check in with you? Yeah, that would be great. Could you check in with me once a week, send me in a text, whatever it is you need, let them know. Because most people, yeah. as you said, they're really happy to do it. They want, they want you to get better and there is no malicious. Yeah. Um, you know, again, we're not mind readers either. Right. Exactly. So no we have deal. to communicate what we need. And and no blame, like there's no blame on you for not being well. And there's no blame on anybody else for not, not getting what your needs may be. Mm-hmm. And certainly there's no shame in any of this at all. So, it, you know, let's not complicate things. Let's try to make them as simple as they possibly can be. And, 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 and you know, 99.999% of the game is happy, healthy communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, what are some simple beginning steps that people can start to take in order to increase their mental resilience or their self-esteem? Really, really careful about what you're saying to yourself. That's really, really important. Um, You know, we have to uh, also make sure that we are, again, advocating for ourselves, living in the no shame, no blame, no guilt piece is really, really big. 
um, your perception and your thoughts of yourself, keep them as positive as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, really important too. Um, and, um, you know, know that you are deserving, right? You're really, you are deserving at all times of all things. It is your birthright to be loved. So make sure that everything that you're doing there is, you know, is you're setting that up, you know, from day one. And I'm saying this in general, yeah. uh, avoid your negative self-talk because that's doing no one any good. Nope. Obviously don't compare your situation to anyone else's because it's why that's somebody else's. Accept your flaws and love them. You know, we're all flawed. We're all in that same boat together. Um, Be mindful to set manageable goals for yourself. That's Mm -hmm. really important too. Um, Be really super on top of your self-care. You know, all of that, all the other things that may be really helpful to you. And I make it up as I go. I love to diffuse essential oils. I love, you know, to throw up some salts in my baths. And by the way, obviously Mm -hmm. under a doctor's, um, uh, instruction if he says that's okay, but you know, just long, luxurious baths sometime. I know I'm speaking to guys, and maybe that's not, you know, <laughs> there, but you know, maybe a walk in nature always is something that I think is, is something really cool. Maybe just a really cool, you know, comedic movie. Sit down, have yourself a couple of chuckles. Um, you know, shopping for me, I find is always therapeutic, just getting out and walking, exercise. Yes. If you can, you know, uh, my mother, for example, is, is, is on oxygen. So her exercise obviously looks very different than mine. I'm up and I'm mm-hmm. out. Mom's exercise is something completely different, but she's been, you know, she's gone to YouTube now and she's found that for COPD, the exercises that she can do. So do what you can do. As I said before, no, no shame, no guilt. I think I've said that a couple of times and that's yeah. really, really careful also about being kind to yourself and forgive yourself when you're having a moment. Yeah. You know? That is so important. Oh my Just gosh. Forgive yourself when you might've gone off, you might've had a moment, you might've shed it. You might've yelled, you might've responded to someone in maybe not a really kind way. Your tone wasn't what you meant for it to be, you know, mm-hmm. saying, Hey, listen, I'm really, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Is there's nothing to be ashamed of by being sorry and asking for an apology. It's probably it does not really kind of elevates you, if you will, because again, that's a part of your emotional intelligence. Um, and we're constantly learning in that aspect too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and get out of your comfort zone, zone as far as you know your emotional intelligence and and anything else that might be helping you along the way. Um, yeah. A couple of other things are learn how to say no. Hmm. I feel like that's very hard to do. Learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, no is a complete sentence. And, and, and as I said before, you know, some of the work you're going to do on yourself, as you said, it's going to be really difficult because people might not be here, listen, you know, used to hearing you say no. Yeah. Learn how to say yes. Learn how to say yes. Cause yes is a complete sentence, you know, depending on, you know, what your what the situation is. So Yeah. I don't know. Also living in like a state of gratitude would be important as well. My, that's what I say. When I take the high road, I talk about taking the high road. Mm -hmm. And so that is honesty, integrity, gratitude, and honor. Um, So, and those are my values. I talk about value system uh, a lot in the book. And that is definitely, you know, one of the things that we want to make sure that we are working on at all times is our value system, who we are, 
at all, you know, again, all the time and who we bring to the table, how do we strengthen our relationship, not only with self, but self, but with others. Mm-hmm. I do that by being on radically honest with myself and with others by living in integrity and in our, you know, our moral principle or moral uprightness. I think it's just that important gratitude every day. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you how many times, like I might even, you know, things like I'll, I'll, I'll go on a trip out to California. It'll take me six hours and I'll come back. And as soon as I pull in my driveway, it's like universe. Thank you so much for getting me home safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, thank you for, again, we, we all have so much to be thankful for and then honor, you know, honor, how are we honoring ourselves? How are we honoring uh, everyone else? Who are we when no one else is in the room, you know? Um, and so honor system is big. Uh, again, we go back to boundaries and knowing that, you know, we talk frequently about, oh, I am enough and she is enough and we are enough and everybody is enough. Well, when you look up the definition of enough, it's only as much as is required. Hmm. Well, and that's very subjective. By whom? Yeah. <laughs> required by whom? Required by what? Who, you know, who is the end with all on the, as required? So I, what, my new mantra mantra now is I am so much more than enough. And I think that, if, you know, with that really, um, with that intent, I, that I know that I am more than just as is as much as is required. And I am mm-hmm. more than enough. I love that. I've, I've been saying to myself recently, I am enough, but Maybe I need to change it a little bit. You do need to change it. There's no way you do. It is. I am so much more than enough. Here's another thing that I, I, I'll, I'll, I know we're, we're coming to an end, but, um, worrying Mm -hmm. is praying for what you do not want. Remember that thought is energy, right? Thoughts are things. And, and, and it's also energy. So anything you're thinking you're putting out there is probably be coming back to you. So don't worry because worrying is again, worrying is praying for what you don't want. So make sure that you're putting out to the universe, all the things, or, you know, to your faith, whatever works for you, your prayer, pray for the things that you do want. Yes. And because if we focus on the negatives, then I feel like they tend to happen more so. <laughs> kind of crazy <laughs> and, how that works, but you're absolutely right. Yes. And we can sit here all day long and go through every single possibility. But at the end of the day, all of those things aren't going to happen. And only yeah. maybe one or two, right? And so all of that energy, like you just said, is focused on those negative things. And then it kind of compiles. But if we're focusing on the positives of the situation and the things that you can control, then I think that sets you up for better health long, along the line. Again, the self-esteem regime is full of affirmations. People say, oh, affirmations. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There's some prayer. There are some affirmations that are absolute prayer. I have a few I'd like to share. I am sure. safe. I am safe and in control. I have done this before and I can do it again. This too shall pass. I am strong. I am capable. I trust myself. Mm-hmm. I take things one day at a time. I inhale peace and exhale worry. This feeling is only temporary. So again, as you can see, people say, ah, affirmations. Well, that's pretty powerful. If you can wake up every day and say those few things to yourself. And by the way, every chapter here is, is full 
uh, uh, you know, we've got plenty of, of those in the book for you, as well as, you know, Clarissa's Corner, the Clarion Call, the reviews, we've, reviews, we've got homework, we've got case studies. The book, as I said, it's a manual. So start at the beginning and, mm-hmm. and work through it. Um, because it, it's going to be your, it's going to be your, you know, your, I say bedside companion, put it, you know, read a chapter every morning when you wake up or as you're going to sleep at night um, and do the work, do yeah. the work. Like this is definitely not something that could be done all in one sitting. I think it's, you need to reflect, digest, process everything and then go back to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like you could use any of those affirmations in the mirror too. Oh, well, yeah. With you. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what they, you do. You, you know, you can, you'll see you in the chapter of the mirror, but I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I have my 200 hour yoga certification. So you're speaking my language. I do a lot of personal development work and, and mindfulness. So, um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on. I feel like everyone's going to get something great out of this and definitely you can go to Barnes and Noble and buy the book, um, the self-esteem regime, where else can listeners reach out you know, to on you? Amazon. I mean, just for that, it's like in every country, you know, if you go to mm-hmm. Amazon, Nepal or Amazon, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's really cool. It's also on, uh, audible and it's on Kindle. So oh, the, awesome. know, yeah, it's everywhere. No matter where you're listening to or reading yeah. it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Copy you electronic can. or audible. Damn. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Kevin, the rest of your day. I almost wish that you guys could see the video of that recording because I was like a bobblehead. My head was just nodding the entire time that Clarissa was talking. At the end of the day, our thoughts become our reality. So do yourself a favor, go out, buy this book, and really reflect on what you're going through at this point in time in your recovery process. You could be coming right out of cardiac rehab. You could be entering cardiac rehab. You could be going off to work, discharging from cardiac rehab, right? And how can you find time to self-reflect, number one, but number two, where can you find those moments of gratitude and start incorporating some of these daily affirmations into your everyday routine. I'm going to link all of Clarissa's information in the show notes, as well as my contact info. If you have questions, feedback, comments, as always, please reach out. And with that, I will leave you for today. Stay happy, stay healthy. This is Devin.